Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Hey, it's late. It's cold. We're tired. And nobody prepped a show while we were doing other stuff today, like working and shoveling driveways. So um, are you are you cool if we just do a little chit chatting? Yeah, let's 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 chit the chat. Okie dokie. Uh, cue music, please. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. Uh, I am your host who's lacking a significant amount of serotonin, Phil. And I am your other host who is lacking dopamine, Senda. But I can smile really widely when I say it. And then yeah. it doesn't sound so bad. It's fine. It's not and conditional. It's, it's called being a professional. Oh, correct. Professional. Professionals, which we have been yes. for five years. Yeah, see, we did a little thing called the maths. Maths. And figured out that we're, we're, we've already started. This is actually the first show of the sixth season of Panda's Talking Games. Of which I have to say, what? Like, how did we get to six, a, a sixth season? <laughs> we have now officially lasted longer than She's a Super Geek. Okay, I, I'm going to say this, though. Um, one, it's way easier to produce the show than it it's is to produce so much She's easier a Super to Geek. Show. Listen, <laughs> listen. That show is so much work. That's a lot of work. So much in, work. In booking and in recording oh and gosh. editing. No, no. Don't. It was so much work. Listen, don't <laughs> take anything away from She's a Super Geek. Just bask in, for some reason, we've been able to pull this off for five years um, and not really retread our own topics. Like, I'm well, retreading the misdirected Mark ones, but look, that catalog is deep. Like, I just pull out old topics and redo them. And maybe we'll do a Redux episode on this show at some Eventually. point. <laughs> uh, where we can see what five years difference between like a season one we topic. Should, yeah, we should go back to like season one stuff. Maybe we, I mean, maybe we'll oh, pull man. one out at some point and just look and that be like, be are we fundamentally different five years later? I mean, so the thing that I think that we have to say since we have recorded this year for the show for five years years i think that there is something extremely impressive that people have continued to give us topics for five years I, i'm gonna so credit, like I'm, thank you yeah so first of all thank you everyone for giving us topics second of all i'm gonna credit the fact that we're very clear at the end of the show that that you um, should give us topics <laughs> that you should give us topics because if you leave us alone like like we'll just do what we're gonna do right now <laughs> just, just, just. And I think people yeah. like that to some extent, and we'll make some, we'll make some gameable chat out of our chit chat tonight because we always do. But, um, but honestly, as we said in the opener, like we are both kind of exhausted for different reasons. Um, 
there was a big, big snowstorm in Denver. Oh my god! Oh my god! So much snow! Oh my and um, and Senda is the shoveling queen. Um, I I shoveled so much. I shoveled. I shoveled like two feet of snow. You know, by hand myself. Yeah, she's exhausted and in pain. I hurt. <laughs> All of me hurts. <laughs> uh, and I am uh, I'm extremely burned out from work. Um, I've been running nonstop for a year at work. Um, uh, every like, I don't want to go into the whole details of it. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about it in the uh, in the lounge. But anyway, it's been like a, like a basically nonstop year of work, and I'm exhausted and. Uh, so a little espresso depresso. Um, but anyway, we need to, um, we need to, we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still on the air five years later. Right. Um, and we need to talk about some gaming stuff because as much as people, I think, like to hear stuff about us, that's not really the reason you showed up here. No. Um, so we are going to talk about some gaming stuff um, because we're going to do a chit chat episode, which is um, our format where... Uh, we talk about um, we're gonna we're gonna do two segments things uh, gaming things that are giving us life. So we will talk about some gaming stuff, and then we're gonna talk about what's giving us life in the kitchen, uh, where we're gonna talk about uh, some food stuff, uh, which we think you guys like as well. I've I've not had anyone tell me that they haven't enjoyed us talking about food stuff. You know, because food stuff is tasty. Yeah. Um, so let's kick it off with things giving us life in gaming, and Senda. What's giving you life in gaming? Yeah, so this was a little bit interesting for me tonight in this exact moment because I am in, admittedly, a bit of a creative slump um, since Field Guide to Memory ended, which has been, like, a thing for me, right? Like, I've been trying to figure out, like, what do I, what do, I do to fill that space in my life? Are, are you having game drop? Yeah, I think I'm kind of having game drop. Like, I yeah, I kind of need some aftercare in yeah, my game. Like, and they built some beautiful aftercare into the game, but, like, I'm having some trouble with, like, the space that it's left in my life because I'm, I'm not getting the good feels from anything else that I'm doing right now. And my standard game group is only every other week. So I actually haven't played a game since the last time we talked. Um but and actually we didn't even end up playing the last time because we have people out of town and like there's there's some life stuff going on i don't even actually truly know if we'll we i don't know if we'll get to finish our traveling home this coming week it's gonna depend like there's just there's some wild life things happening with some of my some of my crew which um you know life comes first and that's that's just the way of it and that's how it it should be and how it has to be um but in the meantime what that means is like i'm a little game starved Um, and so what I have been starting to plan out, um, is basically a way to do something, something not necessarily the same, but similar to what happened with Field Guide, where like a lot of us were playing the same solo game at the same time, right? In the same time frame and then like having that shared experience of asynchronous solo play that we were then sharing with each other. Um, so I've been talking with my group about doing that specifically. And I think we've settled on um, that. We're going to do, we're going to play thousand year old vampire, um, which is great. I've been meaning to play it for ages. <laughs> I'm excited to play it. It sounds super cool. Um, I've ordered a new journal. 
it's a Rodia again, but I'm I'm probably going to use it for more than just one game, right? Like it, this doesn't have quite the level of keepsake attachment, but um, I kind of I wanted that back. I wanted the writing back, and I wanted the ability to be creative with um, creating pages and stuff back. So, um, so so what's giving me life, I guess, is that planning, and then like from a similar uh, perspective. Um, we started our Voyager watch through last week for the Misdirected Mark Network. Yeah, we did. Um, which which is pretty cool, and I am excited about. And so far, I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> and and um, Jared Rasher had this brilliant idea, which I am absolutely loving so far, um, of basically journaling lower decks characters so like people who are not necessarily on screen but who are affected by the things that are happening to the ship mm-hmm. um and and like journaling from their perspective um you know one or more times a week whatever episode kind of catches our fancy um and 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 just having that like running journal of, like these other stories that are on the ship and connected but aren't the main characters of the show they're not the bridge crew right yeah personal log right yeah, yeah. So we're making these personal logs. Um, so I am pretty excited about that too, and that's also something that we're we're like doing a shared thing on, right? Like it's in. I've designed a personal log layout so that I can keep everything myself, but um, but it's also something that we're posting in the misdirected mark forums, so you can actually go see what. There's only three of us so far. So if you're listening to this and watching Voyager, you should absolutely jump in on this because I'm delighted by the prospect of having more people write things. Um, yeah. So I think the concept of asynchronous solo games that still allow me to engage even when I can't engage with games directly because of you know the life stuff that's happening or whatever it is, um, is something that I'm trying to explore and it's an idea that's giving me life and i'm hoping that next week when i talk to you i will have started some more stuff we'll see we're gonna get there that's my plan yeah so i think there's a couple things i'm gonna touch on on this so first of all i think that um knowing that right now your game group's like in a little flux with some life stuff which listen i mean first of all we're in a pandemic right so then anything that happens on top of it makes things even more like everything is super wobbly yeah (laughs) so i so i think like first of all i think moving to um you know like kicking off this um this kind of basically synchronized uh solo journaling is, is great one because everybody can kind of journal where they have um pockets in their time to do right. the journaling yet yeah, the share the experience right share the experience key. together yeah um which which is funny because it's asynchronous in that you're not going to be like you're not gaming it on game night but synchronous in that you will be um like you will be playing um together through this you know through the through the game yeah, and I mean, I think I think that we'll we'll still play our game nights. Um, we may just like play something with whoever shows up that is not yeah. the conclusion to the game we're in the middle of, right? But that's still only every couple of weeks. Sure, you know. So, so I think it's good, right? I think that I think that solo gaming is um, solo gaming's a really cool a really cool uh, way to um, scratch that RPG niche when you don't necessarily have full access to a group. Right. It lets you get into the head of a character um, for you, especially. And we've talked about this before. Right. Um, it lets you kind of tap into also the artistic side 
of you. So it becomes a basically it becomes a um, not only a role playing exercise, but it becomes an artistic exercise, uh, which is a lot of fun for you because you're basically now getting fed from two sources. And it's also a very, or it can be a very introspective exercise as well. Oh, yeah. Which is like not a bad thing to have in the middle of a pandemic. When no, like, I mean, I think, you know, like, I think, you know, you're solo, you're, you're solo journaling, so you don't necessarily have to show it to anyone. So the yeah. things that your character talks about, the things that your character thinks are, you know, chances for you to actually um, say things that you may not have been able to say during, um, you know, in other spaces, other places, right? It gives you that, it gives you that kind of, um, that introspective, like you said, feel to it. So yeah, I think those are, I think those are really good. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think just having some, um, you know, having something set up on, you know, pickup wise for your game night, um, so that whoever shows up, you can, you can still get some like RP in cause that's fun, but without putting a lot of pressure on a full campaign, all that stuff, you know, in this way, you know, you're just, you're getting some game time in person. Cause that, you know, like in person on zoom, yeah. and that's fun in person with bunny right. ears. Yep. Yeah. And then at the same time, you're having this kind of, you're having this artistic and role-playing experience that you're also sharing with your group um, is, you know, I think, you know, also kind of reinforces that connection to them uh, and what you're doing. And I think that's good. I think that's like a really nice way to kind of address, you know, the place that you're in right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually ended up writing a Gnome Stew article about this. <laughs> if, I know. Pardon my fill. Um, so I ended up writing a Gnome Stew article about this, um, which pretty much just sums that kind of stuff up and why I think that they're really, A, really great, B, why we're seeing, um, you know, a total absolute, like, just surge of this <laughs> style of game like Zine Quest this year was full of them. And I was like, I want to back you all. Um, but I resisted. <laughs> um, and, and there's, there is admittedly a certain amount of like, I need something to tide me over until I get, um, the last will and testament of Gideon Blythe in my hands. And then I will play that. And it'll be great. We might play that one together too. We'll see. <clears throat> but, yeah. um, yeah. So anyway, so that's me. Like, it's not necessarily immediate life. I am planning for life. Uh, but are you doing all the fun things? Like, are you doing all the, um, are you doing all the prep work? Like, have you scouted out materials? Have you thought about a theme for your vampire? <laughs> well, I haven't read the rules yet, so I haven't quite. <laughs> oh, so you still have that ahead of you. So that's, yes. oh, right. So that's, that's fun. That's I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's um, fun. Like what, are, you know, what's your aesthetic going to be like? And I know I'm like, I need to probably like start thinking about more like a different set of like washi stickers. That's not just plants because you know field guide was very like plant and animal oriented well, sure. it was a field and, guide um and so vampire like i probably need to look up probably need to pick up like something frankly gothier and uh, uh of course i've just started getting some stuff for like me stuff and it's all like adorable and pink with tiny baby cats on it so like that's not gonna work <laughs> Yes, that's probably not going to work for your thousand-year-old vampire. Work for the vampire part, uh, yes. Yeah, so, like, I'm in consideration. Yeah, but I mean that. I mean, those are all parts of the. Um, those are all parts of the solo journaling experience. Is the starting to think like, what will my journaling aesthetic be like? Yeah. And it's what, it's super what writing implement will I use? Like, you know, do you you know. Um, is your vampire 
stuck in antiquity? Should you use a fountain pen? I do like um, fountain pens, except that at this point, I'm not going to... Yeah, or do you just like forget that? Be, I'm in love with the pen I have. I don't want to like... It's going to be gonna... Frixion, but I might get a red one for the vampire. Oh, yeah, there you go. I um, I myself, back in the 90s, um, wrote all of my vampire um, uh, session notes in a uh, large journal in red gel pen. Yeah, I mean... And I still cool. have that uh, <laughs> that book, I believe, uh, is in one of my crates of games that is uh, packed away. But I'm pretty sure that my session notes, my red gel pen session notes are all... <laughs> um, are all in there. But yeah, so there's a thing about Frixion and um, and journaling slash page layout-y stuff, which is that erasable thing takes all the fear out of it. So I no longer get the fear of the blank page. Which it's good. has been exceedingly freeing. Hey, and for, I'm just not gonna use anything else. For people who don't um, for people who don't know what Frixion is, because <laughs> maybe they don't maybe they don't, you know, binge jet pens and Japanese stationery. Or I haven't been talking about it clearly enough yet, apparently. Yeah. So yes. what is it? So Frixion is a uh, it's a pilot gel pen. That is erasable. And when I say erasable, I do not mean shitty erasable like those 80s pens that like had an eraser on the back and you would try to erase and they would just like smudge everywhere. And like you'd be so like, I don't know. Much. I guess it sort of worked, but like now there's a big old blue weird smudge on my paper or whatever. No. 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 I like that. I I clearly you're right-handed when you say the smudge was on the paper, because I was left-handed in the eighties, <laughs> and that erasable was hand. it was on the bottom of it was on the side of my palm of oh. my left hand because as you wrote, it you erased it with your hand. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so the thing about Frixion is that um, they are erasable by temperature. So what happens is. They have a little rubber gummy dealy on the end and it looks and feels kind of like an eraser, but it doesn't shed like it doesn't. It's not rubber like it doesn't. What's the word I'm looking for? You don't get shavings off of it, right? Sure, sure. So it's really clean. What you're really using it to do is create enough friction to get the ink to the right temperature to disappear. At a certain temperature, the friction ink turns invisible. Hence, and when I say invisible... Frixy. Frixion, Frixion, yes, because as, friction. Because friction. when I say invisible, like, really, truly, it erases better than a pencil. Like, it's great. The, and then, the other funny thing, there's only one thing you have to be aware of, which is if you get it hot enough, under whatever circumstances, it will disappear. <laughs> but the other cool thing about that is you can have a science project, because if you take something and you erase it, or you leave it on the dashboard of your car or whatever and it disappears. Then you take that invisible ink like magic and you put it in your freezer for about two hours and it's back because and there's a certain back. temperature at which it becomes visible again. It's that's, pretty cool. That's pretty wild. I'm, by the way, right now just looking at, um, I'm looking at images of 80s 
erasable pens and like just oh, having God. flashbacks like oh. oh man i just i remember the one time i talked my parents into letting me have erasable pens because it seemed so cool and frankly i never would have tried them again except that i saw them on jet pens and they had such wonderful reviews and i was really i didn't even buy it for the erasable part i was like erasable whatever like that's not gonna work i bought it because i was looking for a smooth writing 0.38 millimeter <laughs> um point on a gel pen and I was like, cool, this is one of the highest rated ones. And I bought it and I was like, ooh, I really like how it writes. And then I was like, oh, I wonder how it erases. Holy shit, it erases. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like, I was into this fad for like the least amount of time when I was a kid. It turned my hand, it turned my hand blue. And then I was like, I'll just go back to pencils, which also, if you write with a pencil too long, turns a left hand like the palm yes i'm telling you 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 gotta try these pens no no i definitely would try them i what i really need to see is if they have um the friction in a barrel that i like i'm picky about i'm picky about pen barrels without you're picky about pen barrels and i keep showing you mine which are the tiny little japanese ones i know which does like you could not you could not do less to convince me to use it you're like look I, this so toothpick <laughs> this toothpick has ink in it you could write with it but i love them they're perfect for no me, it's but they fine are like it's, they yeah. are like the same size round as a pencil if that right yeah I, there's a certain hand um th- i don't know the, what the pen term for it is there's a certain like heft and size i need my pen to have like one of my favorite pens and i forget which the name of it now off the top of my head but um, it is metal, like the barrels made of metal. So while it's not, um, quite as thick as some of my other pens, it's weighty in my the, hand the heft, and I like it. Um, and then as we discovered today, pre-show that while I was complaining about my Apple pencil, uh, being kind of light and thin, um, <laughs> that one of my favorite, uh, pen companies actually makes an aluminum sleeve that you can put it in. And I was like, to make well, it all big and weighty and bulky for you information. I wish I didn't know $47 <laughs> that's likely to get spent sometime in the future. Happy um, birthday and, to Phil. <laughs> uh, no, I already bought myself my happy birthday presents on my wrist. Um, oh, that's my Apple true. Watch. That's true. That yeah, I can't be buying another. No, like, I can't, can't be buying another. You can't thing. be pretending okay. that that wasn't birthday. Okay. Anyway, um, tell listen, me. Listen, yeah, yeah. Before I tell you, I just <laughs> yeah. want to note one thing. Um, yeah. Since you're holding the uh, pencil in your hand, remind me, because you mentioned it here on the show, remind me at the end of the show when we're starting to exit out to talk about the uh, Voyager watch party. There's a good chance that there are people who do not listen to the misdirected mark who may not be familiar with what um what we're doing and we're still early enough that people could jump on yeah, um, yeah. to join still us. Yeah, it'll be totally easy to, to to jump in. Yep, for sure. Okay, cool. Um something that's giving me gaming life. Yes. Tell me about what's giving you gaming life. Uh I for me right now it's the game I Hunt. Yeah. Uh I'm digging it. I think we talked about it before. Um I think we absolutely did talk about it before. It may have been last week. Um here's what I want to talk about though. Um I was getting my games ready and um, I did my session zero because I think we talked about that already and I was getting ready to do session one. So now I have to get everything set up in rule 20 for it. And I was like, I really need um, like, I need a, I need a play mat for this, right? Cause I'm not, I'm not doing maps or anything. It's fate anyway. So at the most I'm going to do a zone map. Um, so I'm not really going to commit to any maps, 
but I need something on the screen so that it's not just, you know, blank white screen. Mm-hmm. And I got to deal with things like um, aspects and fate points and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I've been dying for excuses to practice and learn um, Affinity Designer, which is the um, equivalent of Adobe Illustrator, mm-hmm. which is my jam. Um, so I was like, cool, I'm going to make some stuff. And I, I got cracking on it, and um, and it came out great. Uh, I had this prototype page, and I left it for like a week. And I came back and looked at it, and I was like, I like everything you were trying to do here, but none of the execution on it. Mm-hmm. And like, I went back to like, I went back to <laughs> basics, and I like found I I, I went to this um, free vector art website, and again, none of this is commercial, so I'm just pulling stuff down to use it. Um, non-commercially, but I made, like, I found post-it notes. So instead of just having boxes on the play mat, I like, it looks like there are post-it notes stuck to the play mat for the aspects. And, and then I was like, I got, I got the iHunt logo on it. And then I was like, oh, I should now like dirty this play mat up a bit. So, uh, one of the things in our game was about this coffee shop that the players all hang out in. So I put a coffee stain on the bottom corner of it which is where i keep my fate points mm-hmm. so that i won't lose them and then um i was like oh it's also a horror game so i put a blood splatter on the play mat and some claw marks on it as well and it came out really good looking like it, like the the first version of it compared to the last version is like vastly different and i was like okay i am pleased with this this like this looks good on the screen and i took the i hunt logo which is Trevor, um, this little smiley face vampire. It's actually <laughs> frowny face. It's a frowny, frowny face. face. Yeah, with dead eyes. And uh, made fate points, made tokens out of them. Nice. So made fate points out of them um, and have them on this, like, and have them like in a pile on the screen so you can just grab them and uh, use them as well. And so I had a lot of fun doing that. And then I went and did it. Um, I did even more design for my sprawl game. Because I was also setting that game up. So I did, I spent a weekend doing graphic design, uh, which I haven't done in a while. And I'm not spectacular at graphic design. I also don't suck at it. Um, I know like enough to, I am character sheet worthy. Like I could make a character sheet for a game. I cannot, I I cannot build anything um, terribly sexy and complex, but uh, but I also, but I don't suck. Um, so I did like a bunch of stuff for the sprawl pages as well. I think my players will be pleasantly surprised when they see um, the roll twenty layout for the sprawl. Like it's 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 pretty nice. But back to I hunt. Um, the other thing I did was I had to like start getting ready for session one, and we're playing in Philadelphia, and I don't actually know very much about Philadelphia, so I got to do the thing that I haven't done in a while which I really enjoy, which is like, I just started learning. So I was just like, all right, I need to like, I like, I need to know what the, how is this city laid out? Like, show me the, like, I found videos on YouTube, like show me the neighborhoods of Philadelphia. Okay, cool. Show me the rich neighborhoods of Philadelphia because I need to know those. Show me the poor neighborhoods of Philadelphia. And then like part of that was also trying to find a place like where the characters were going to be central, like central centralized, like, you know, for their, like, where um where their coffee shop was located and things like that and i found this like wonderful little neighborhood 
that um, this art this art project was done this like community art project to paint all the buildings um, in multicolors and read like all the stuff about how the project came to be and how it employed all the people in the neighborhood to like help renovate the the buildings and paint them and like it was it was fantastic right so like I just I forgot how much I love kind of researching uh, things. And then because, you know, I'm playing in the modern world, um, as I was starting to write my first adventure, I like just broke out Google Earth. And like I I, I started like I started I started doing location scouting. I was like, all right, I need a block. Um, I need a block that's in a not so great neighborhood near a gentrifying neighborhood that I can then, you know, use for this plot line and like did the research and was like, okay. Uh, you know, and then I like, and then I actually like went into Google Earth and like flew over it, and I was like, ah, this is like the right look for me. This has like the like the kinds of things on this block, like in terms of buildings I can use. So I like I like like took pictures of all that, and then the final part was that the creators of iHunt made a PSD file of the application, like the yeah. iHunt app. Cool. Um, they made like a PSD of it, and I was like, that you could download. So I'm like, yoink! I downloaded it, and then I made uh, the one for the first hunt, which nice. has like a picture of the neighborhood and a description of what's going on and all that. And so we played through at the end of our pilot episode, and we were getting like we were just finishing up for the night and like ready for the cliffhanger. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm like. Let's just briefly talk about your next, like your first, like the first episode, the job that you guys are going to do. And I just was able to like show them the graphic. Like, there it is. I'm like, here's the job. Here, you, Here's what you clicked. You swiped right. <laughs> exactly. And you do on the app, right? So like, here's what right. you, yeah. yeah, here's what you swiped right <laughs> for. So, um, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. I had a lot of fun, um, I had a lot of fun doing all the extra graphics work and I'm just writing, I'm going to film myself right now. I I am writing an article that's going up on Dome Stew this week about, um, a year's, a year (laughs) of online, a year of online gaming, like what I've learned, what I like and what I don't like. And like, one of the things I've learned is that like my prep now needs an extra component for all the graphics work. Yes. And if I start a new game, I need even more prep time because I have to like prep a visual, um, a a visual tabletop, uh, which is what I did this weekend. But what's giving me life about it is I had a lot of fun doing it. Also, if you're into graphic design at all, and you've been wondering about affinity, affinity is fantastic. Affinity illustrator, isn't it? Affinity, affinity design Affinity Designer, which is the Illustrator comp- like counterpart, um, was incredibly easy for me to pick up. It it did not take me much to go from what I knew in Illustrator to what I can do in um, Affinity. And there are some things in Affinity I like even better. Yeah. Um, Affinity has um, this really interesting way of dealing with layers and stuff like that that's um, like really nice. I was able to actually... Um, I was able to do some really cool things um, in a very hackish way by just messing with those things. But uh, yeah, it was, it's been a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun running the game and kind of finishing out our uh, pilot episode. It, it, my players did not disappoint. Um, they're perfect. 
I love that group so much. Like that's my that's my uh, Tony Glenn and Bob group. Yeah, and I I love them. Like it, it's it's fantastic. Tony once again um, never ceases to deliver an interesting character, um, and did it right in the middle of our pilot episode where he was convinced that he could um, he could talk the werewolf out of doing what. Um, <laughs> What what it was you know what it was doing which was tearing up the back of this golf course, uh-huh. uh, to which mm-hmm. the werewolf took a big bite out of Tony um, yep. in the pilot episode. Luckily, the werewolf is too new to be infectious. Okay, good. Um, I was wondering how you had. <laughs> well, they tied him to a chair, mm-hmm. and they waited to the next night to see if he turned. Oh. <laughs> prepared <laughs> prepared to kill him, and then when he didn't turn. Okay um, then. So he learned a thing, did he? He learned a thing. (laughs) But it was a moment in the game where, because there's a lot of times in in that game group, especially, that they don't solve things with violence. And Bob's wholehearted, like he's he's dove right into his character. So he's like, we're going to, you know, put this werewolf down. You know, I got some gear for this, whatever. And Tony's like, we should try talking to this thing. Maybe it can go somewhere else or whatever. (laughs) And so I stopped and I was like, hey, hey. I'm like... Real quick, is this Geo thinking they can you can talk to the werewolf or is this Tony? Right. Because because the tagline to this game is monster killing in the gig economy. Like right. killing monsters is a part of this game. Yes. Like werewolves are not misunderstood, they're monsters. Right, that's part of the the premise. Yeah, so he was on board, and he was like, "No, no, I'm totally on board." He's like, "He's like Geo isn't his character, right?" He's like, "Geo's convinced that this can just be talked like through, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, don't worry, because we're playing the pilot episode where you're not actually rolling dice." Yeah, so you be as stupid as you want. <laughs> yes, I'm like we. I'm like we can. I'm like we can have. We can make this a learning experience. Yeah, which we did. So all in all, um, oh, and the other thing for iHunt, last thing, because I'm kind of um, gushing about it. I got my physical copy of iHunt. Yeah. Um, which was not, which was not inexpensive. Um, it was, it was $70 and I will say it is totally worth $70. It is a fantastic book. First of all, it's enormous. It's a fate game. So I was like, oh, eight and a half by 11. Nay, I say. <laughs> Full size. Uh, I'm sorry, not not six, six by, by nine. nine. Not six by nine. Full eight and a half by eleven. Three hundred and forty something pages. Good heavens! It's a big. It's a big boy. But again, the layout of this game is so amazing. It is colorful and evocative, and um, and it looks just as good on paper as it does on PDF. Um, and it's, I got, the, so I was just, I was running the game with that big ass tome next to me <laughs> on my desk. Yes. Um, and was like flipping through it, like, you know, looking stuff up as we were, you know, as we were playing, but it, it like, it's, is one big ass book. Um, you know, so much so that like, if I travel anywhere, I'm not taking it with me. Right. Like I'll just, I got the PDF on my iPad. I'm not throwing this thing in my bag. Yeah. That um, sounds heavy. Oh, it's big. It's, it's a big. <laughs> but when you got the game, right? Because you know, like six, like seventy dollars. By the way, on the back, it's marked as uh, sixty nine dollars, and then in parentheses, nice. it says nice. <laughs> it actually says it on the cover. It just says nice. Um, but you actually get the book. Um, you get a smaller six by nine 
um, player's guide, which is like a stripped down set of the rules, enough to make characters and enough to kind of crash course somebody in fate. Yeah. So you get that uh, plus an enamel pin of Trevor, uh-huh. the logo, uh-huh. and uh, I got some stickers and a postcard. Yeah. It, it, all in the bundle. And I was like, yeah, this actually was a really good deal. <laughs> like I have a player's guide that I can hand out to my player. Oh, and you get the PDF, of course. Um, and the book's gorgeous. I just love it. Uh, and I really like this premise. Like I'm kind of, I'm, it's funny. I, I don't know how this, this thing was lurking on the edge of my radar for a while. And it finally slipped on when we were changing games. And now I'm just like all about this game. And it's got a cool model. I'll tell you really quick. So what they do is if you patron the designers, they release a monthly magazine in support of the game with more info ideas stunts rules monsters and all that stuff and they're different themes each week each month i have i have yet to go check out their patreon but i'm getting really close to jumping into it now um the they they go all over the place like they have a whole uh, i think it was february last february they had a whole issue dedicated to shipping monsters and hunters um hooray yes like it is just it's romance in i hunt uh-huh. is like it was a whole magazine oh, and boy. then recently they did one they did a variant of i hunt of um housewives in the 1950s you know i'd be totally all over that one too and the layout is all 1950s oh. so oh i know i yes you'll have to see it like <laughs> But it, it like you know they they uh, they adapted what the game would look like without a app like you know it's like um, contracts in the back of a um, of a um, like a uh, better homes and garden magazine oh kind God. of thing <laughs> like housewives like you know circle them and then like you know go bash in some vampire before their husbands come home for dinner oh uh, yeah yeah it, it okay again I um again I'm just I'm kind of having a, like a little. I'm having a little love fest for this game. And to be honest, I haven't had a little love fest about a new game in a while. So it's kind of, it's feeling really nice to, um, it's feeling really nice to be excited about something. For sure. So I hunt is definitely giving me life. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, yeah. Now that we've talked about gaming stuff. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the kitchen. <laughs> what is giving you life in the kitchen? <laughs> have actually talked about this already i can't remember she says yawning because it is late at night um i ran all around town to find a place that had japanese s and b golden curry now i think we did talk about this last week but i don't think but i think you had just tried it once right okay and then you were like holy shit yeah. Okay. So, so, so I, I, I went back before the snowstorm is what I should say. And based on my first experience with golden curry, I bought five more packages of golden curry because I don't want to have to go to that store for that one thing all the time. Just stock up on the stuff have it on the shelf. I can get everything else at my normal store. Anyway, so before the snowstorm, I went and bought lots of curry. <laughs> so I ended up making um, basically katsu curry again, except um, this time I had done the thing where I had 
uh, died of laziness and ordered Wingstop for dinner, <laughs> which is like <laughs> all the time. Senda's making all of these wonderful meals, super fancy, super tasty, always healthy. And then sometimes mom's just like, I can't do this tonight. My child wants Wingstop. And then <laughs> it's a Wingstop night. But the nice thing about having a Wingstop night is that there's always leftovers. And what I do is the pack that I get, um, there's three unclaimed tenders that don't belong to any particular person. And so I always just get them plain because then I use them to make like sandwiches or I make like creamy pasta and put like, you know, breaded chicken on top or whatever, right? So this time I used the three plain tenders as the katsu <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Totally works. For the curry. And it's not like as crispy as you would get with a panko, right? Sure, sure. But it was fine. It was great. So we had chicken katsu curry again <laughs> with wing stop tenders. <laughs> and the curry that you had is the, it, it's the curry sauce. So you just, you, you had to just throw some veggies in a pan to heat them up. Oh yeah. So I put um, baby fingerling potatoes because they're easy to chop up small and I can get a variety of potatoes in one bag. That's my thing. So I do... Um, potatoes and carrots and onions into the pan, saute them around for a little bit. This curry is so unbelievably easy and I make my own curry from scratch with relative frequency. So when I say that, like it's so, there's so much less cognitive load on making this. It's unbelievable. You like saute the veggies for five minutes and then you put water in with them and you cover the pan, you let them boil for 15 minutes and then you put the curry chunks in it and you stir it around. It's like a paste, right? It's not even a paste. It's like a bar. Okay, like a chocolate bar? Yeah, it's like a chocolate bar of curry, and you break it into chunks like a chocolate bar, and then you put the chunks in... Into in the, the boiling water. ...with the boiling water. Like, you remove it from heat, you put the chunks in, and then you just stir until it mixes in. And it's done. Fantastic. It's done. It's so easy. Based on it's your so recommendation, good. I went and bought I bought two packs the other day. Oh, good. <laughs> I have them. I have them stashed in my in my uh, kitchen. I don't have a I don't have a plan yet when I'm making it, but I was like, uh, you know what? I, I'm just gonna get two of these so that if the moment strikes, well, all you I'll just be is, like, all you need is I, the veggies, right? I always have veggies in the house, yep. so there's almost always onions and carrots. So and um, probably if you have chicken nuggets, you can make chicken nugget katsu curry. <laughs> Exactly. Right. So like, yes. Thanks, Korean dad. Yeah. Nick Cho, right? <laughs> Little heart. Little heart. Okay. Okay. Very good. Good. Tell me about the actual new thing that you tried because I'm really interested to hear how it went. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was rummaging around for um, brunch ideas and found these uh, quiche stuffed bagels. And I was like, go on. So I like read the art. I like read the whole thing and I'm like, okay, like this is pretty simple. Like you make like a, like you make a, um, you know, egg, cream, uh, chopped onions, bacon, cheese, like mix that up. And then what you do is you take a bagel and you thinly take a slice off the top of the bagel, not through the middle, but like through the top of the bagel, like asymmetrically. Right. Right. Then what you do is you, um, you then take a knife and you make a circle cut through the scent, like around, like in the middle of now this opened topped circle. Okay. Right. Right. And then you take your fingers and you push the bagel stuff down. You don't rip it out. Okay. Because, you, you know, just... you want the, you want the delicious bread, right. but it. you, you smush it to make a circular, like almost like a bunt pan. Okay. Okay. And oh, then. Okay. So. Around the middle me? hole, too. 
you leave the middle hole intact. Yeah, so, so you're you not make like it trying into... to fill it in in the middle to make a little dish. No, no, no. You, so you make it like a bunt, like you bunt make like a like bagel a bunt. big old like a bagel <laughs> bunt, right? <laughs> then you take your mix and scoop it into the um the trough that the circular trough you've created, and then you bake them. Right. Um. So I did it. Um, I actually topped mine with a little extra cheese and some everything bagel seasoning, tossed them in the oven, um, took them out. They were delicious. I think I will construct the, um, I want to construct it a little differently next time. I, I scaled down their recipe and I don't think it was eggy enough. Okay. So I think what I want to do next time is I'm going to do everything as before. I'm going to dice up the onions um, the cheese and the bacon, but I think I'm going to put that in the trough first, like put some, put some, uh, onions, put some bacon, put some cheese. And then I think separately, I'm going to mix up the egg and the cream and then pour it in. So it fills in everything else. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, the way that I usually make an actual quiche is that you mix, you put the cheese, you put a layer of cheese on the bottom and then you mix all the bits into the eggs and you pour that in and then you put more cheese on the top. Which is fine when you're pouring that whole thing into like a into a large, like a, like in, a pie in, pan. Yeah. Into like a pie pan. But when you're trying to spoon it yeah, into yeah. the little trough of the bagel. I can see. I'm yeah. thinking if I take the dry ingredients and just pack them in there. Yeah. Then I can take like then I can take like I can whisk the egg and the cream together and then I can just pour that and let it like run in between everything and kind of fill the bagel up more more, top it with a little cheese and then throw them in yeah that makes sense yeah so anyway the first attempt was good um i may just make it again this weekend (laughs) i was trying to think of what i wanted to make this weekend but maybe i'll just do it again and give it a try and see if if the second construction of it makes it a little more eggy um Right. Because Basically, the onion you wanted to have more egg filling. Yeah, the onion, the bacon, the cheese, and whatever egg I had in there was delicious. Uh, the other thing I think I noticed, which was tough, was I had bought the bagels, and they sat out and they got a little stale. Yeah. And it was a little harder to make the trough. I think I'm gonna try like picking up same day bagels or one day old bagels. Yeah. Like pick a them up. Bit smooshier. Yeah, so that they're a little more pliable, so that it, it would be a little easier to make the trough. Do you know this trick? I don't know if this is in the thing, but if you if you if you do a Julia Child's quiche, it's salt and pepper and a touch of nutmeg in the egg. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The nutmeg well, makes a huge difference. Just 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 a hit, touch. Just a, just a touch. scooch. Yeah, it's like okay. it's like a quarter teaspoon for a whole quiche or a half a teaspoon. Well, or something. this it's would be literally much. just a yeah. Like it's a just tap. like a, a shake, right? Like yep. a ch- right. Breathe on it. But yep. it, it, it's a very nice um, additional savory flavor. Breathe on it in nutmeg. Yes. Not anyway. in COVID, in nutmeg. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, that was that was the thing that's given me life. Like I said, I'm tempted to do it again um, just because it was rich and it was delicious. And um, who doesn't love bagels and bagels. egg and bacon and all that I mean... stuff? Like, <laughs> there's no going Aww. wrong. With, I mean, you just put your you just put your own stuff in it. Um, I know. I put turkey sausage in it. Uh, which you could have, I would could have done as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, um, it was a good time had by all. Anyway, we should get ready to go. So let me really quickly talk about the Voyager um, 
the Vo- the Voyager watch party before you um, while I stall and give you a chance to find some um, uh, copy text on another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. So uh, we don't talk about it here, but we do talk about it a lot on the Misdirected Mark uh, show. In case you aren't listening to both, is that um, we are doing a Voyager watch party, and we are just entering week two of our Voyager watch party. And what that means is uh, every week we are watching uh, six or so episodes of Voyager, not together. We watch um, two episodes together every Tuesday night at 1130 p.m. Eastern. We all get together on online and uh, we watch our episodes, but I may, but I have a curated list of Voyager episodes based on my own watch through that I post each week in the Misdirected Mark forum. So you don't even have to be a, um, a Patreon member. You can just go to the forums where uh, in the forums each week I post the shows to watch a little description about the shows. And, uh, and I also post the link to the watch party. So you can actually, uh, if you're hanging out in the forums at 1130, I will post the watch party link and you can come join us on teleparty. You just need Netflix so that you can get into, um, uh, into Netflix where we watch the show, but we watch a couple of them and then we have a forum open for people to talk about the show. Uh, and, and we are going to do, and you can play the journaling oh, game, <laughs> you can play the journaling game, which I think will actually be really neat, especially when you see the next episode. I, I suspect you will, can't I, I suspect you may want to journal the next episode when you cool. see it. I've already journaled a couple of them. So yep. I'm like, but I'm not, I'm also, I'm not limiting myself to one per week. I know trust a minimum of one per week. Yes. So anyway, you you can do all that. It's through the forums. It's it's completely open to the entire community. You don't have to be a Patreon. Uh, you don't have to be a patron to do it. If you are a patron, uh, I also post a link to the um, uh, to the episodes and a link to the watch party in the Slack room. But again, if you're not, you can just go to the forums there. You know, you just have to register to go in and then you can just access that stuff for free. Uh, but we're going to watch the entire series. So I've 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 curated episodes across all seven seasons. It will take us into the summer, yeah. <laughs> uh, to finish this, so, and if by ch- and if by chance, yeah, um, this is your first time hearing it, and you're like, oh, I I you know maybe I've never watched any Star Trek before. We've done this all through the year for Next Gen and for DS Nine, and you could on your own actually go into the forums. All the weeks curated episodes are in there. You could just. Start watching. If you've ever been like, I, I, I don't really know anything about Star Trek, but I kind of want to get into it. I recommend you just go to our next gen uh, list and dive in. Yeah, that's and, how uh, I started. Yeah, you are. You are. You have your Alpha Quadrant. Um, yeah, I've been, get, I've been getting some badges here. You're now working on your Delta Quadrant certification. <laughs> yes. That's that's your. I have next my Alpha step. and I have my yeah, my Gamma. Yeah, you have your. You have your. You have your Alpha Quadrant certification because that's that's uh, oh and a little bit of Gamma, gamma right? You're, too, you're yeah. a minor in Gamma Quadrant. Yes, yes I yeah. will accept that. Yeah, because only because DS Nine doesn't go deep into the Gamma Quadrant. No. Anyway, we're getting super Trek nerdy, so that's definitely a time for us to get out of here <laughs> and move on. Move on. And in order to do that, can you just tell me about another uh, show on the Mistractor Mark Network? Yeah, on Bonus Experience, you can hear Ray and Monica, who are two old friends, exploring gameplay and design through the lens of diversity, while also sharing some of the dumbest game gum, dumbest gaming humor has to offer. That doesn't sound right. Dumbest humor gaming has to offer. Better. Better. <laughs> Good I'm job. not going to edit it. <laughs> 
Five years, don't have to. Five years, don't have to edit it. I blame the snow shoveling. Say, Sunda, where can people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums along with the Voyager Watch Party information at forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can find us on, t- on, on the Tiki Talkies where Phil has finally made his name the same as his Twitter handle. So now you can actually find either one of us if you know us on yes, Twitter. Yes, I am DNA Phil on Twitter. It's true, and I am Idella Mithlin, so good luck spelling it. Um, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com, if you prefer that way. And Phil, once they find us in one of those locations, what can they do with that information? Yeah, we still need topics. Always. Um, we, we actually need topics. We didn't do one tonight. Um we are a little low on topics, so uh, a topic boosting. We may have to have a topic boosting drive soon. The topic drive. Um, yeah, the annual topic the drive. Annual topic drive. We're gonna give away tote bags and umbrellas <laughs> and and other Mugs. shit like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, send us your topics, uh, questions you have, uh, various topics that you would like to hear us talk about um, in in the realm, you know, in terms of uh, gaming. They don't even have to be quite gaming things if you just want to hear us talk about that thing in relation to RPGs. Like, we've done ones before about, like, food in RPGs and art in RPGs and things like that. So, um, whatever it is, if you... Uh, if you are curious about it and how it like how it would work in an RPG or how RPGs are affected by it, um, let us know. We, if we like it, we'll do a show about it. Um, we really need to because um, we, uh, in five years, have uh, only sourced a very few amount of these shows ourselves. It's true. Mostly, mostly we like doing the topics that you pick because. Our goal of this, besides getting to hang out with one another, which is one of our favorite things, is to help you all have better games. And the way we do that is by taking topics that are relevant to you, talking about them, and hopefully giving you advice that you can take to the table and make your games better. If you like what we do here or elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Uh, patrons of the show get access to our Slack Room for Life, which has been my COVID haven um, during this entire pandemic. Uh, it has been my place to retreat to, um, to go into the various rooms, uh, sometimes to talk about COVID stuff. We do have a COVID-19 room where we've talked about our trials, our frustrations, and things about um, about the pandemic. Uh, we have an RPG section, of course, a Kickstarter section. There are a whole host of... Um, uh, of, of different channels that you can go into. I, I, my favorite is just the main channel, the slack room for life. Like I just love going in there and just seeing what's up with everyone. Um, you get kind of a mixture of people coming in each day and talking about it. Anyway, that's like the big draw. Um, we have other stuff. The after show from Mr. Director Mark, the, the bamboo lounge, um, the occasional outtakes from this show, like we, there's a whole bunch of nonsense at the start of the show it, where we figured out how long the show's been on the air. That's you'll, fine. You'll, That's you'll just going to be in the end of this part. <laughs> you'll, you're going to hear that too. Um, but we have all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, when we get, like when the pandemic breaks and we get back up on our feet publishing wise, we'll probably be doing some, you know, giveaways as we make stuff um, and start giving stuff away. I know for certain that Bob Everson is getting pretty close to releasing a game on drive through cards. Wow. I actually, I actually saw um, a pretty close version of what I think is the final version going up to cards, and if that's the case, then uh, we may be um, we may be sharing the love 
with uh, some with with some of our patron with our some of our Patreon folks. I mean, before the pandemic started, we pretty much have the completed manuscript of the game ourselves. But anyway, oh, we have a whole we'll manuscript. We'll get back we just around have to, to that. We'll get there. It's not going we'll get anywhere. There. It's going to be here. I want to. I want. I want to not. It's not going to be a rush stress job. That's the thing. I love Turning Point a whole bunch, and I don't want to not love it while we create yeah. it. Yeah. So yes. I'm willing. I'm willing to. I'm just willing to wait out the pandemic, and we'll create it in a place where um, we're much happier for doing it. Yes. Anyway. Um, your patron to the show goes a long way. It uh, keeps lights on, uh, keeps the data flowing, um, make sure that we have backups, things like that. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, yep. Microphones, cords, all that nonsense. Um, but it's important. It helps us uh, immensely. So we thank you and we're very appreciative of your patronage and your continued patronage. If you're a patron of the show, thank you very much. If you're not a patron of the show, don't worry. Um, it's no problem at all. There is still one more thing you can do for us does not involve any money it does involve getting people to listen to the show we already know we've exhausted we 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 ask you all the time to tell your friends fellow gamers and things like that we assume you've already done that check we love you we know you're we we knew you were good for that (laughs) there's a thing that we need to ask you one more a little bit of a stretch it goes out a little further but what it does is it helps to bring people who don't know us by getting those soulless algorithms that the giant podcast houses control. And I'm talking about you, big Apple. Um, much love. All my gear is Apple, but, um, <laughs> but big Apple controls a thing that helps people find us. And the way that we can subvert that machinery to draw people into our web Wow. Is to do one thing. Wow. <laughs> what is that thing? You could leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or or the podcatcher of your choice, right? Like you could leave it somewhere else. It's fine. If you leave it somewhere else, you should probably let us know because we really like to read them. But honestly, there's about a bajillion different places you could leave reviews. So like we don't check them all. <laughs> like So just like drop us a note wherever and we'll go look at it because we'll be super excited about it um yeah anyway what that does is that uh helps with the algorithms because all the machines do all the thinky thinky and then they go "Ooh, someone liked this enough to comment about it that's good maybe i should recommend this podcast more and then by magic it recommends this podcast more and then we feel really good and great and we love it um so basically (laughs) We super appreciate everybody who's already left a review and everybody who's going to leave a review. You guys are awesome. You're the best. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. You like that. Uh, you know, like some shows after five years just record the ending and slap it onto the show. Not, <laughs> Not us. us. We bespoke that every MF, time. Like every time. <laughs> That's why you were surprised. You never heard that interpretation of it. Uh, I mean, it was a thing. I can tell that you're like, you've been going back down your cyber hunk. Cyber hunk. Oh, God. That's we need a game to I want to play. We cyber need to hunk. stop the show before the words stop coming out of my mouth. Because my brain is shutting down into pumpkin mode. I like cyber hunk. <laughs> That's going to be my new game. My new game of... <laughs> Of beefy cyber guys. I know the theme doing song. hot guy shit. It goes like this. Sorry, can't raid the corporation. I'm doing hot guy <laughs> shit right now. Coin 
Operated boy <laughs> with his pretty coin. Operated voice. That one. Say send a... <laughs> What office supplies are you going to order oh, no. in order to get in order to get thousand year old oh, vampire no. off the ground? Oh no, I've been caught. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, eh? Hey, 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 show me what you got, eh? Hey. Bloopy! Click, click, boom. Mm. I like that song. Yeah, I know. You, we've, we've. I know. I do it like every, like every third episode. I'm like, yeah, yeah, click, click, boom, right? Oh, I love that. Now, like a broken record. <laughs> Welcome to like almost five years. Wow. You know, we should check the dates. I'm pretty sure we're getting close to like the end of. Oh shit, son. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure we're close to the end of a season. Oh, do we have seasons? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, the show's official start date was like sometime in March, I think. And then. Yeah. um, And then we've just like our seasons have always been based on one year. We well, t- yeah. I mean, I guess I guess we we usually talk about things after. Yeah, we have a year. like a season finale, but again, in the year of COVID, like we don't talk about that shit. So, yeah, no. All right, we could talk about something else. Wait, wait. Now I have to find out. I'm going to tell you. There's a thing in Voyager that we have a little. We have a little ways to go. There's mm-hmm. a thing called the year. The year of hell. That oh boy. I have wanted to refer to as this year for some time. <laughs> Uh, oh, we passed it. See? We missed it. It was March 7th. March 7th. We had been doing this show for five years. That was that was our last episode. That was our last recording before this one, wasn't it? Is it? Are we on the, are we on the fifth year now? Like, yeah, we're we've had in, four. We're we've in had four year five. Full, yeah, yeah. We've had four yeah. full seasons. Yeah. We're now we're now embarking we're now in, on our in, fifth season. Or do I have the numbers wrong and we're embarking no, on our sixth? No, no, I think we're embarking on our sixth season because it's that was March of 2016. And this is March of 2021. No, it's the fifth season. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. How does math work? How does seasons work? <laughs> All right. So what year did we start? 2016. Okay, so 2016 to 2017 17. is the first season. Yep. One, 2017 to 2018, 2018 is the second 20- season. 18 to 2019 is the third season. 2019 to 2020 is the fourth, fourth season. season. 2020. 20, yeah, to 2021. 21 was the fifth season. And now this is the 21. This is the sixth season. Come on, we can't have been podcasting <laughs> for six years. Come on, that's not. That's that's not a thing. I mean, five years, right? So technically, we've been podcasting I mean, yes, for but five. We have done five full years. We are on year six. We have made this shit up for five full years. <laughs> People keep giving us topics. Thank goodness. I right, come on. <laughs> that math checks. We've been doing that this long. Yes. Wow. 
<sighs> no wonder I stopped editing. I've been editing for five. Yeah, I think years. if I think after five years you don't have to edit your show anymore. I, I think it's like I think, I think in the beginning you have to edit your show, and then after like year four, or five, you just you're don't. just like fuck it. I'm not editing this show anymore. <laughs> Recording the show is way more interesting than, than editing the show. Than editing it. Oh, my God. We need to... Okay. Okay. Are you, are you... Yeah. So, we Let's should talk, talk about that when we open up the show. Jesus. Yeah. Welcome to season six of... Six. We didn't talk about it, but we Yeah. Wow. This stuff's going to go into the uh, outtakes or yes. the, the lounge, right? No, I was just going to go into the outtakes. Okay. It's fine because there's some... There's... Anyway. <laughs> Do you want to start the show? Yes. Hey, Senda, it's late, and we didn't come up with a topic, and... You didn't let me say back. Oh, let's... like we need to start over. All right, let's start over. Hang on. (laughs) Stop. Reset. Okay. There's Uh, a pattern to this, and it's a call and response thing, so... Yeah, sorry. (laughs) All right, let's try again. Ready? Okay. Bloop. Doot, doot. 